The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now it's hot here in the East. (laughs) Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka. Hello, friends. First of all, thank you guys. Thank you. Uh, Just got a memo from the bosses that last week you guys lifted this program. You guys not only listened to it when it was on uh, with Glenn Beck, but you lifted this program numbers-wise last week. And that means a whole lot to us. It means a whole lot to all of us who put in time on this show. That when we see our tune-in numbers from the, uh, the podcast stuff and from checking us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff, when we see a spike in numbers like that, it, it means a whole lot. But it also means that they expect the same thing next week, so we got to do it right. <laughs> we have to bring it. And we will. We have a lot to talk about. There's much going on. I know, I know. I got a lot of email from you cats on Saturday saying, uh, where are you? And the travel schedule just put me unable to be here Saturday morning. So I'm here, but I'm glad you're here. Um Enjoyed being in for Glenn Beck and all of you who sent Glenn a note saying this was good. Thank you, because maybe if he goes on vacation again, I'll get the same opportunity. And okay, where do we go today? It's going to be another blockbuster week. It's another week with the focus on Washington, D.C. and some of these hearings. Tomorrow at this same bad time, we will have uh, Jeff Sessions. And Sessions, many people thought, was going to testify in, um, in a closed-door session. In other words, a private questioning of the Senate Intelligence Committee. But it looks like this one's going to be open and televised. And I'm, I'm sorry CNN doesn't have a... Oh, they do have a countdown clock up. They're just saying he should testify before 2 p.m. tomorrow. And as they get closer and closer to that, I'm sure we will hear more. Uh, I will talk more about Jeff Sessions and what he's expected to say. The president just concluded a very public televised cabinet meeting with the entire cabinet. And he opened it up by letting everybody know that the reason why he hasn't had the 
full cabinet meeting is because the Democrats have been obstructionist. And the Democrats have basically kept the president from having a full cabinet until just this this week. I do admit it, it seemed a little bit like the boardroom on The Celebrity Apprentice. Kind of felt that way. Did anyone else watch any of that? It's over now. It was just kind of weird. But the president came out, made a statement, and then he threw it around the room to a couple people. We heard from Rex Tillerson. We heard from Nikki Haley and a couple others. But we'll see what, what comes of this week. Uh, in terms of in terms of the the outcome of these committee meetings, these hearings, I really think I really think I gotta take Louis Gomert's side on this. And if you weren't here Friday, Congressman Gomert of the first district of the state of Texas was on in the third hour of the Glenn Beck program. And he said, look, we have a special counselor. Let him investigate. Let us get on with things because we need, we need to get some, some legislative action going in case the GOP were to lose the House in 2018. That you have to have a whole bunch of stuff you've already accomplished instead of waiting for all this to clear up. And Louis's right. You should be doing things instead of waiting around to see what happens in 2018. And right now, based on how their calendar works, unless they all have clones and they're doing double duty, they're, they're not going to have much to get done by the end of the year. And then by the time 2018 rolls around, they're all going to be saying, well, well, you know, it's 2018. Yeah, we all have to concentrate on getting reelected. No, you don't. You have to concentrate on on doing the job the people hired you to do. It's going to get me all wound up early, I know. Uh, Also today on the show, I want to hear from you guys. I have a couple of vital questions today. A couple of them. And, And if you were up early this morning, you saw me pop the vital question early because I was thinking about it. And um, it deals with what the president said last week. The president was talking about the, uh, the situation with the tapes. Friday, he was asked in, in the Rose Garden when he had, he had the little um, the, the meeting that, you know, what, what are we doing? Are there tapes of the Comey conversation? Currently, in the vital question, uh, the president says we'll find out if there are tapes of the Comey conversation in a matter of days. Do you believe there are tapes? 21% of you say yes. 70% say no. 70% say no. Why do you say no? Probably because the president had a pretty interesting take on it. Referring to the testimony of James Comey vindicating you. But I wondered if you could tell us in person, sir, why you feel that his testimony vindicated you when it's really boils down to his word against your word. And if you could also tell us, sir, do tapes exist of your conversations with him? Well, I'll tell you about that maybe sometime in the very near future. But uh, in the meantime, no collusion, no obstruction. He's a leaker. But we want to get back to running our great country. Jobs, trade deficits, we want them to disappear fast. North Korea, big problem. 
Middle East, a big problem. So that's what I am focused on. That's what I have been focused on. I, I love the middle of that. First of all, the, the president takes him, takes the reporter off his pace and uh, changes the subject. But I love in the middle of this, the summation of the Comey. Uh, in the meantime, no collusion, no obstruction. He's a leaker. No collusion, no obstruction. He's a leaker. That was typical like campaign trail stuff. But the reporter pressed him again, and the president had to give some kind of answer. And I thought this one also leads me to think no, but you never know with this guy. This is where I think a lot of you are voting no, there can't be any tapes. You seem to be hinting that there are recordings of those conversations. I'm not hinting anything. I'll tell you about it over a very short period of time. When is that? Okay. Okay. Do you have a question here? When, when, when will you tell us about the recording? Over a fairly short period of time. Are there tapes, sir? Oh, you're going to be very disappointed when you hear the end, so don't worry. See, I think that last part is the, is the tell. You're going to be very disappointed when you hear the answer. You're going to be very disappointed when you hear the answer. And that's because I, I believe most of those people don't think there are. They, they think there are tapes and they're waiting for the tapes to appear. But when Donald Trump says, uh, I'll tell you in a matter of days and you're going to be very disappointed when you hear the answer. I think that's him saying no tapes and don't you feel stu stupid being trolled by me after all these, all these weeks and weeks and weeks of doing this. I, he's a master, isn't he? He just held an apprentice boardroom like with, with his, his entire cabinet. All right. The, the, so the president is going to, to tell us about the tapes. That could be any day this week. Uh, we have Jess, Jeff Sessions testifying before Congress tomorrow. He has requested an open testimony. And, um, and then we had the, the fact that yesterday, Dianne Feinstein, Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, appeared to be calling for another investigation, but this time not into Donald Trump. This time it appears to be calling for an investigation into former Attorney General Loretta Lynch as it related to Lynch and what some people have said was obstruction of justice or meddling, kind of a big word in D.C. these days, or meddling in the... Uh, in the investigation of the Hillary Clinton email story. Do you worry about the president's fitness for office? I think um, he here's the problem. Republican or Democrat, when you serve in either the House or the Senate, you are accustomed to stability in the White House. You are accustomed to the protocols that go along with it. Um, you are very careful about what you do and what you say. All of that is out the window now. First of all, interesting that Feinstein did not even touch on the question of President Trump being fit to serve. Nothing about that. Just saying that you can't trust on the White House in terms of reliability of information. But this is when she dives into this story and starts wandering into yet 
the discussion of another special investigation. Does so that make what him we fit are or feeling unfit? is that every day is a new crisis. And that is, has a destabilizing effect because we've got big issues to solve. Uh, we've got a huge opioid epidemic. We've got health care that needs to be tended to. Okay, this is, the, this is the wrong clip from me. I have another clip from Diane Feinstein where she actually lays out the reason why she wants, um, she wants Loretta Lynch investigated. Here is the second part of that. Answer that. I would have a queasy feeling too, though. To be. She was talking about James Comey saying that he had a queasy feeling when Loretta Lynch told him to use the word matter instead of the word investigation into Hillary Clinton. He wanted, uh, he wanted to use the word investigation. She wanted him to change it and say matter. And that's straight up Democratic talking points ended with you. Um, I think we need to know more about that. And there's only one way to know about it, and that's to have the Judiciary Committee take a look at that. So you think it's worth investigating if, in a way, this was semantic cover given to the Clinton campaign? What was clearly an investigation being described? Yeah, but this is a separate investigation of course, talking about. Yes. And I don't think we should mix the two. Uh, right now... Yeah. She's actually right on that. But here's the deal. There should have been an investigation into Loretta Lynch, what she did on the tarmac, and then maybe Comey would have come forward at that time and said, you know, there's a bigger problem here, and that's the fact that Loretta Lynch directed me to change the language I was using when I was discussing the entire investigation into Hillary Clinton. She did not want it to be an investigation. She wanted it to be a matter, a matter, very shady, very shady, Loretta Lynch. Now, this is a Democrat calling for this, a Democrat. And I know that just ha having another investigation means things could slow down in the House and the Senate. They couldn't get any slower at this point. And frankly, I'd feel much better investigating Hillary Clinton because we, in fact, know there is a there there. I wonder if Democrats will sour on James Comey. <laughs> you know, they like him again. And now if, if his statement on Hillary Clinton and the matter comes out and forces another investigation into both Loretta Lynch and Hillary Clinton, they might fall out of love with him again. I, see, I think I've got a new clip of all the Democrats falling in love with James Comey once again. They, they love them. They hate them. They love them. They hate them. They love them right now. Let's see if maybe they're going to hate them again. Michael Pelka on Puro Pelka on a Monday, kicking things off on the Blaze Radio Network. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. I will tell you the numbers are holding solid on my vital question today. The first vital question of the day. There's a second one coming up. First vital question. It's on Twitter. If you go to my Twitter account at StuntBrain, you'll see it. It's right there at the very top. I pinned it to the page, to my profile. Uh The president says, we'll find out if there are tapes of the Comey convo in a matter of days. Do you believe there are tapes? 20% of you say yes, 70% say no. And yes, the the always president, present 10% say, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's okay. Just jump in. Um, I have a couple of different things to get to today. And the second one. The second one is, um, I'll, I'll probably kick off next hour with it, because I want to try and let the tapes question ride for a little bit. I would love to know. Love to know what you think about. The second one, I also have some interesting questions for you. Uh, today, we're seeing yet the next shoe to drop in the Democrats' attempt to stop the president from doing anything. Anything. They realized, it seems like they realized he, he's won the election. But now two states have filed lawsuits against Donald Trump. Uh, they're throwing up, out the emoluments clause and saying that the president is basically raking in cash profits because he owns golf courses, etc. And in the past, presidents have put their, their investments in a blind trust. Not so much with this president. I think he's put his kids in charge. But, you know, he talks to his kids. And it would kind of be difficult to say, you know, don't tell me anything about what's going on with the golf courses, especially after all the years of talking to the president about what's going on at the golf courses. And on top of it, the New York Attorney General is also investigating Eric Trump's foundation. And we talked about this last week on, uh, I think, the, both the Glenn Beck program and this program. The fact that Eric Trump's foundation has raised somewhere between 16 and $20 million for St. Jude's Hospital for kids with cancer. And uh, there's been a, a look at some of the things that are being uh, charged to the companies, to, to the charity. And there are some years that the money is more expensive. The cost of the golf tournament has been more expensive than previous years. One year, for example, it was about 50 grand. And one year it was about 300 grand. So why the variance? A fair enough question to ask. But if St. Jude's is cool with the percentage of money spent out of the money raised, you would think that the New York Attorney General would be cool with it too. But because it's just another way to mess with the Trumps, they're going to be doing an investigation. And this is all, all part of the, the way people abuse our legal system. And it's dying by a thousand paper cuts, you know, by constantly throwing things that you need to hire lawyers to look into. You are going to have 
a very expensive defense of your own life on your hands. It really does seem unfair. But just just so you know, eventually people are going to understand what you're doing, Democrats. Eventually people are going to see. And, and I think if Trump and the GOP would stand up and say, look, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. We would like to lower your health care costs. We would like to do this. We would like to do that. But guess what? Because the Democrats keep lighting up all these little stupid things, we can't. So if you would just vote them out of office, we'll take care of this. I'm, I'm not 100% sure of that theory. I got to work it on, on it a little bit. But I think that's kind of where you have to put this. If nothing gets done, you have to blame the people who are preventing you from doing anything. Right now, it's the Democrats. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. If it's Monday and we had a good weekend here in the Northeast, then you know I was on the golf course. And I'm proud to tell you I'm not in pain. I don't have pain in my knees, my hips, my back. Why? Two words. Relief factor. That's right. Relief factor. The all-natural anti-inflammatory that I've been taking now for over three months And I will tell you, I stopped taking over-the-counter painkillers. I do not take prescription painkillers. I take Relief Factor at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's that simple. I got the three-week quick start pack. Think about it. Three weeks, it's a quick start pack to get you going. And once, I'll tell you, day eight, that's the day I know when it happened. On the eighth day, I put down that little bottle of gel-covered, painkillers. Don't use them. Just relief factor. Give them a call. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com. See some of the details or call them and they will, they'll advise you on, on how, to, how to get started. I would just tell you three week quick start pack. It's $19.95. What are you waiting for? If you're in pain, if you have pain due to inflammation, Relief Factor helped me, and I'll, I'll bet it helps you. Give them a call, 800-500-8384. Michael Pelka on Puro Pelka. Oh, boy. So much coming up this week. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the president will take the counsel of Lindsey Graham a little bit. I think President Trump would be very well served if he would spend some time talking to Lindsey Graham, because I think Lindsey Graham has a very unique perspective. He's a guy who served this country in the military for 33 years. He's a guy who knows the legal system. He knows the government, you know, from his, his job as a senator. And I think he's also a guy with a unique understanding on the Middle East. 
He's a, he's a man who's, who's traveled to Israel dozens of times. I think more times than Joe Biden. And despite the fact that Graham and Trump bumped heads on the campaign trail, everybody bumped heads on the campaign trail. When you got 18 people trying to become the candidate, you know it's going to get ugly, and it did. Hell, remember, um, <laughs> remember Donald Trump gave out Lindsey Graham's cell phone number? <laughs> One of the more entertaining moments <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the 2016 presidential campaign. Trump <laughs> announced Lindsey Graham's cell phone number. So he had to get a new number. He also had to get a new phone. Everybody gave him heat because he had a, uh, a flip phone. But uh, this was Lindsey Graham. He made the rounds on the talk shows this weekend. This was Lindsey Graham talking about what we're getting done. On health care, you had said we're trying to do too much, too quick as Republicans. We're running through stop signs. Yeah. Is by July 4th running through a stop sign? We need to bring this to an end. The House uh, bill is dead in the Senate. Uh, the 10% of support by the American people for the House bill. The House bi members are mad at us for not taking up health care. We'll send us a bill that get 12% of support. The bottom line is the Senate is divided between Medicaid expansion states, non-Medicaid expansion states, the proper role of government. Mitch is trying to bring this together. It's going to be tough. My advice is if we can't replace Obamacare by ourselves, to go to the Democrats and say this. 10% of the sick people in this country drive 90% of the cost for all of us. Let's take those 10% of really sick people, put them in a federal managed care system so they'll get better outcomes and save the private sector market if we can't do this by ourselves. That's a good place to start. I don't mind that discussion. And I know there are some of you who will bristle at that. But let's think about it. Putting 10% of the people in the country into one pool versus putting all of the people in the country into a government managed pool, to me, a much better solution. And you're probably going to have a better outcome because it is true that 10% of all of us are driving a huge chunk of the health care costs. I talk to my brother about it all the time. He's a guy who's, who's been involved in some of these negotiations. The reality is at the very start of life and at the very end of life, medicine is expensive. And it's those those 10% of births and 10% of the senior population in their latter years who are driving the expenses. So why not create a special category and then let the free market determine the rest of it? Graham was talking about the president as well. All I can say is there's a lynch mob mentality about the Trump uh, administration in the press. They're about as fair as a lynch mob, but these tweets that he does feeds that lynch mob. You're your own worst enemy here, Mr. President. Knock it off. Yeah. It is kind of funny to think that a senator, a senator who's on your own team can say you're, you're your own worst enemy here, Mr. President. Knock it off. He's talking about the president and his tweets. Lindsey Graham also said that Donald Trump was, could be the first president to take himself out because of his own comments. And, you know, it's hard to disagree with that unless the president knows exactly what he's doing. But there are times that I think Donald Trump, the president, just goes off script because he's starting to feel more and more comfortable in the role. 
Now, maybe, just maybe, having, uh, having Melania and Barron in the White House will calm things down. Do, do you think? Maybe having Melania and Barron walking around the White House instead of Donald Trump all by himself at the end of the day, maybe that's going to put a slightly calming filter on Donald Trump and the things he says. I don't know. I'm speculating. But I think I think that is a possibility. I think that's a reality. All right, coming up uh, in the next hour, actually, we, we we're going to get to some uh, dumb news because there's some dumb news that I had to share with you. There may be some fake news today too. Uh, there were a couple of you sent me some things, which I appreciate. But I want to get to uh, I want to get to some of the stupid news, and then I need to talk about Puerto Rico. Yesterday in New York City was the Puerto Rican Day Parade. There have been years where that parade was the the most massive parade the city sees in a year. And this is a city that has some pretty big parades. Wasn't quite as large this year, and, and I'll tell you why. It had to do with a sort of a protest, a corporate protest. And if you listen to the Glenn Beck show today, the Glenn Beck program, you heard some of the... Some of the reporting about another corporate protest. Could it be that corporations are starting to realize that if you don't respect the presidency, if you don't try and make our conversation, our discourse a little bit more reasonable, that one half of the nation is going to take it out on you? Yeah, I think that's finally starting to happen. We'll, we'll get into that discussion because uh, we, if you think about it, last Friday we reported that uh, CNN fired Reza Aslan, the guy who called the president a piece of S and said that President Trump was a stain on the presidency. And then they initially said, well, no, he doesn't work for us. Well, yeah, yes, he does, CNN, or he did. They fired him on Friday. And while I want everybody to be able to say whatever they want to say, I also believe that a company has the right to associate themselves with whomever they wish. So if Reza Aslan turns out to be somebody you don't want representing you because he cannot stand the president of the United States and is openly saying disgusting things about him, then it's your right to cut him, which they did. So I'm not against censoring speech, but I am, against, I am for the free market delivering whatever answers are appropriate. So we'll, we'll get into uh, that because, as I said, there are a couple of little shining lights out there that make me think, gee, maybe there's, maybe there's hope. And also, maybe people are start, starting to realize that you just can't tick off 50% of the consumers in this country, especially in the flyover states. You know, Broadway, you might take a little page out of this too. Yeah, we'll talk about what was said at the Tony Awards last night as well. Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka, come on back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I think I think the Delaware Electric Company is doing something today. You know, we got those dumb smart meters. Yes, I, I see what I did there. And it's so hot today. They Before the day started, they put out a heat warning, which means they, they want you to not wash your clothes during the daytime. And that's fine. I can do the laundry at night. Don't use the dryer in the daytime. Sure. But don't mess with my air conditioning. I, I think they're dialing back the power a little bit. So we don't have a brownout, which we have had a couple years ago. We had rolling blackouts. But we're going to have two days of 90-plus degree heat. So everyone's freaking out up here. Thank you very little, Delaware Power Company. I forgot what their name is. Uh, Disneyland, kind of a weird scene over Disneyland is they had to call in a hazmat team. Now, I know what you're thinking. I, I would be very nervous, too. They called, they called the hazmat team to Disneyland in California recently. I think it was over the weekend. 17 people found themselves covered with this, this slimy substance. It came out of the sky, and they thought someone had, had sprayed something uh, possibly dangerous on this, this crowd of people six of whom were kids. Well, the hazmat team arrived, you know, the people in the suits, and they've got uh, the gloves and the, the head pieces, and they got all the people over in one area, and they started getting ready to kind of clean them off and find out what was going on. They, they took them out of the crowd so that, God forbid, there was something nefarious that had been sprayed into the air and now covered the people that it wouldn't get into the general population, you see, because that's, that's a bad idea at a theme park. And it would probably be a theme park's worst nightmare. After a few minutes, the hazmat team quickly ascertained this was not a terrorist attack. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, they, they reviewed the the footage on the security cameras in the park, some of which are on rooftop level, you know, second story rooftop level, and some are way up high on the lights that will illuminate Disneyland late in the day. But in this case, it was daylight. The lights did not illuminate anything, but the cameras picked up a large flock of geese that came overhead and unloaded on a group of people in the park. Like I said, 17 people were hit, six of which were children covered with a gooey duty bomb from the geese over Disneyland. I know, I know, it's not exactly lunchtime discussion, but, you know, I just want to let you know, at least Disney is on the case. I, got, I kind of feel like maybe this was a drill for them. But who knew that uh, you had to worry about a duty bomb at Disney from geese? <sighs> Sorry. Uh, if you're looking to live in two countries at once, you can do it. There's a house that straddles the U.S.-Canada border. It's in B.B. Plain, Vermont. It's on the market for $109,000. It's a 7,000-square-foot structure built in 1782. has one unique feature. 24-hour border security provided by both countries. 
if you buy the house, you are allowed to cross freely as long as you stick to the house and the yard. <laughs> Why? Why would you? Why would you not just rezone it, please? Can I guess Canada wants it, and maybe America wants, it, but it's up in Vermont. It's only $109,000 for a 7,000-square-foot home. I wonder what the taxes are like on this one. We'll have to look that up. And then uh, a New Jersey driver got arrested this weekend, probably overserved, as they say, very dangerous to drive with that kind of alcohol content that would have you smash into a mailbox and a fire hydrant. How did they catch him? Well, the driver pulled into a diner and uh, police followed a trail of water from his car, a trail of water from the fire hydrant that had gotten stuck in the grill of the car and was dripping a trail all the way to where he pulled off to get some food. What kind of adult doesn't know he has a fire hydrant stuck to the front of his car. I guess that dolt's name is Domingo Moreno. He's off the roads right now, probably for quite some time. When we get back, a second vital question of the day, and it's on a hot topic from the weekend. We'll ask you your opinion on what kind of a new flag are we going to design? Are we going to need one? I have questions about Puerto Rico. Join me after the break. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.